Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda, and Olivia just got mad at me for laughing. Because I, you know what, I try to do things seamlessly, and I want to make as little editing for you as possible, truly. All right, sure. Um, We're talking about Descendants 3 today, which I'm very excited about. Are you excited in a good way or excited in like a like uh, in a oh. like shady way? Shush, oh no no no! Way. In a good way. Okay. Okay. In a good way. I mean, I liked this. I spoiler alert. I didn't think it was as good as the second one, but I think like there was still there's like a lot of emotion there and like things are like it's a different climate now that like the third one's happening. I don't know. There were yeah. a lot of good. Um, sort of symbolic pieces in this that I really appreciated. Anyway, we'll we'll fully get into it, but I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the second, but I liked it better than the first, obviously. So I do have like one very clear like piece of criticism that I think is very valid. I think I have several pieces of criticism. (laughs) Like that when I was watching this movie, I've this movie three times now. Oh my god! And yeah, no, because uh, it's been out for two like, days. Oh, I'm gonna like watch it and take notes, and then like I started it twice and just ended up getting all the way through and never started taking notes. So, <laughs> but like the for every time I watched it, I noticed something different. I was like, oh my god, oh my okay. god, what the hell's going on here? Like there was just yeah, like a true. lot of glaring things for me. No, I I have watched it only once. Again, like, I really enjoyed it. I was texting Olivia that, like, throughout this movie, I just found myself smiling, um, which is, you know, just a great sign. Like, I just love all of these people. I think it's so cute. And I was like, I'm going to have a great time no matter what. But um, my main sort of piece of criticism that I think a lot of my issues with this movie stem from is too many characters. See, and, like, I didn't hate that. Like, I liked the new characters. I liked that it wasn't so centrally focused on Mal. I liked that everybody kind of had their, their like, moment in the spotlight, you know? Okay, sure. Everyone had their moment in the spotlight, but, like, Mr. Smee's children. Like, why? Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay, we like, do need them. Absolutely yeah, like, no point. Yeah, especially Drizzle, considering there's nothing beyond. Drizzy did nothing. Yeah, there's nothing beyond this... It, like, if, if there's no more descendants beyond this, so it's, like, why do we need those kids? And, like, I, I agree with that. They could have gone. But, like, I loved Celia. I loved her. Um, and Yeah, no, she was great, and she was helpful because she, like, showed them where to go. But other than that, I'm, like, what was the point? Well, and I liked that they... Um, Mal should have known where to go because, like, he was her dad. Yeah, that was weird that she didn't know where her dad lived. But, like, Spoiler. I liked Celia and... I liked Celia, like, the whole... She was there pretty much the whole time. Like, she was, like, in the storyline. She was around. Yeah, I, I liked her. I thought she was cool. I don't know, but, like, you... So you have sort of the core four, and then in in the next one, you bring in, like, Uma and Harry and Gil and all of those mm-hmm. people. And then in the next one, you bring in, like, all these other people. There's just, like, so many characters. I did like and that we got more of Gil. That's my main issue. Yeah, I like that we got more of Gil, Harry, and Uma, though. I liked that. Yeah, no, I would have liked just more of them, though. Yeah. Like, all the camera time that went to, like, the twins and, Gr- and, oh my, and Trissy, I would have loved to just be... You know, the other villain. Yeah, because kids. we really didn't get a whole lot of Carlos and Jay, to be honest. Like, yeah. the only time we got Carlos and Jay was with Gil and Harry. 
No, yeah, I was, like, so excited to see them, and we really just didn't get to see much of them at all. I swear, like, the dog had more lines than <laughs> Carlos. I really did like the boy group dynamic, though. I thought that, like, no, I, I so when we get to that point, obviously, because they split up, but, like, I kind of like the, the boy group dynamic, I thought, was so much, like, it was such a better group than, than I think the girls kind of were. Unfortunately. Yeah, the girls feel very sort of forced together. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it. Let's... <laughs> okay. So, um, 2019, obviously. This movie came out uh, August 2nd, a couple days On ago. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Um, Which is why and, this episode's late. Yeah. An hour and 47 minutes. So, I mean, we shaved off five minutes. What more can you do? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's a little shorter. Okay. That's good. So, that means there's five more minutes of commercials. <laughs> Truly, that's exactly what that means. Um, Director was Kenny Ortega, just like the other ones. Kenny Ortega is a precious man, and he recently got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and uh, Boo Boo and Dove were there, so it was really cute. So it was like Kathy and Jimmy, which was weird. And I think Mitchell Hope was there, too. Um, Kathy and Jimmy was in Hocus Pocus, so... Yeah, and Descendants 1. Yeah, so, like, I could see them being, like, close. No, yeah, I feel like Um, they're they're good friends. I, I don't know. Also, Dove Cameron was basically wearing a wedding dress. Um, oh so it was like. It's just so beautiful. But like, she looked so beautiful, but it's like, was Dove Cameron getting a star or was <laughs> Dove Cameron upstaging Kenny Ortega getting a star? Like, I don't know. But she looked great. Yeah, she did. She really did. You but only yeah. have so many opportunities to, you know, wear, wear a wedding, wedding dress. dress on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Meanwhile, like, Mitchell Hope looks like he just rolled in from an H&M. Yeah, it's like, a very, yeah, from his shift at H&M. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, yeah, it was a very interesting No, the people Photoshop. working there were nicer things. Eh, depends. Um, but, yes, Kenny Ortega gets all the gift baskets. Mm-hmm. Always. It's okay. still in the mail. Yeah, they're on I their way. Don't lost. worry. <laughs> we haven't gotten our thank you note yet, so... Who is the first person this movie is starring slash known for? We've already done, like, the main people, so yeah, so we're you have to listen to the other down. Descendants episodes for those. So yeah, the first person we're covering is Sarah Jeffrey. Uh, she plays Audrey. Her known fours are Across the Line in 2015, Charm from 2018 to 2019, Shades of Blue from 2016 to 18, and Wayward Pines from 2015. So Descendants is not even in her known fours. Um, but she, what, in February 2018, she was cast in a lead role as Maggie Vera in The CW's Charmed, and that is a TBT reboot, so, you know. Yeah, I tried to watch that show, and I thought the acting was so bad that I couldn't watch it. I don't love her. So, like, yeah, I mean, she was a very big part of this movie. She was, like, the that main freaking said, character. It seemed as though a lot of her scenes were probably filmed over the course of a day. Like, she literally doesn't even change the outfit, and it's just, like, her being mad looking into the wand she, or Yeah, she literally has two costumes, and, like, it's her. But they're both great costumes. I hated the, the... Like, it was great, except for those, like, leather pants situations. Like, I, I can't with the leather pants. I don't pants. know. I thought it was kind of cool, because it gives her sort of the, like, Sleeping Beauty Aurora look, but, like, she gets to wear pants. I just can't with a leather bell-bottom pant. I, I just... There's so I much... No, I think it's a look. Mm, not mine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she... Yeah, there's a lot she of, like, cackling into into a stick for her. She also got, I will say, one of the best wigs. 
I liked the darker one. The lighter one was fine, but the darker one and like her makeup when, when she like goes dark and then she has the like cape, the like feathery cape. I loved that. The feathery yeah. cape was everything. This is another note that I put, you know, in the notes. Um, everyone's makeup looked incredible. Oh, like yeah. whoever Big did time. the makeup in this, like did a great job. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hair and makeup was really good until it was, you know, Ben's beard, but I feel like yeah, okay, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so next up. Um, next up is Cheyenne Jackson, who played Hades, um, who's known for our American Horror Story, duh, from 2015 to 2018, 30 Rock from 2009 to 2012, Glee from 2010 to 2011, and Behind the Candelabra from 2013, which that's a 75% for me, and that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know I, what Behind the ca- Candelabra is. I love him. I find him so attractive, even though he is married to a man and has children. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I still find him, I agree with the New York Post, um, but yes, he, I find him so attractive. Yeah. Um, He is better known for his stage work, and the New York Post dubbed him Broadway's Sexiest Man, having acted in 18 shows. Like, that's pretty good. That's a lot. He... What a claim to fame. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And you can tell that he does Broadway because his other known fours are American Horror Story and Glee. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When Glee isn't someone's known fours, it's like, we we have another list we need to look at. Oh, yeah. And, like, for... I mean, I feel like his his known fours are, I am good friends with Ryan Murphy. (laughs) Wow. What What a claim to fame. Yeah, I mean, not the worst person to be friends with. Um, So next up is Thomas Doherty, who plays Harry Hook. His known force are Descendants 2 from 2017, The Lodge from 2016 to 2017, High Strung Free Dance, which is in theaters October 11, 2019, and Catherine the Great, which is currently in post-production. He is originally from Edinburgh, England, or Edinburgh, Scotland, sorry. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Um, he has been dating... Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. Whatever, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, whatever. Edinburgh, Burrow? So you say it like Burrow? Yeah, but it's more, it's more like how you say it. Edinburgh. Okay. He's Scottish. Um, he's been dating Duff Cameron since December of 2016 and reportedly told her that he loved her after a week of dating, which seems yeah, that quick, was... but whatever. I, I would I... too. <laughs> um, Him, not her. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, reverse, no, I like, reverse. That's, that's I would probably thing. approach him um, and be like, hi, Thomas, I love you. <laughs> yeah. There there was an interview that I was watching, I think, yesterday where with Dove Cameron where she tells this story about, like, how before they even started dating, they, like, were at this party or something and started playing this game where they, like, had to make eye contact with each other and, like, whoever stopped making eye contact first lost. And they like she was saying that they like went through all of these different phases from like laughing and like being very serious, and then in the end they like ended up crying, and like and then once what? once it was over, like once they stopped, he was like, I think I just fell in love with you, and she was like, Oh my god, and shut up! Like it, it was, it was kind of a cute story, but you're also like, Are only you in, like only so in LA weird. would something like that happen, and like no, I'm, it was well, it didn't happen in LA, but like only with actors. Is this yeah, the like okay, this sounds like something that would happen in like oh hi on some kind of like spiritual retreat, like 
Yeah, or I don't like, know. It's because she said she said that she was like ignoring him because you know she'd just gotten out of her other relationship. Well, and, and because like, that's weird, she, and, and like this is like a weird exercise. Like this is something it's they, very this is strange. like an improv exercise. Yeah, it seems like something that like Kenny Ortega told Dove and Sophia to do to like make them get along. How'd that work out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. So next one. Oh, oh, my note on Thomas Doherty is that he's really hot. Yes, I, I co-signed that. Also looks so good in eye makeup. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of me definitely is, like, breaking out the Neutrogena makeup wipes. But, like, I feel like his eye makeup has gotten, great job. like, progressive. Like, he's worn the same, like, the same eyeliner, except it's just been, like, smudged more each movie. Like, they're just like, no, oh. yeah, it's Like, they're like, oh, Descendants 1. Or Descendants 2, here. And they just, like, have him sleep in it. And then, okay, here you go. That's your makeup for today for Descendants Yeah, no, it looks like he just hasn't washed his face. But, like, it looks so good. Like, it totally works. It does. Anyway. Also in this movie is Jedediah Goodacre, who plays Gil. I don't... Sure, he's in here, I guess. Um, He's known for his R. Letter Kenny from 2016 to 2019. Descendants 2 from 2017. Haters back off 2016 and Mr. Hockey Jordy Howe show from 2013. One thing I did, I do need to say about Thomas Doherty, it is a travesty that he has four known fours and Dove Cameron still only has two. Like, what's going on on Dove Cameron's IMDb? Yeah, somebody is super sleeping on Dove Cameron's IMDb. Like, Dumplin', like, just give her something. Like, she, it's give her not Dumplin like she hasn't done anything. And then give her Liv and Maddie and yeah. give her all of the Descendants movies. The only known fours that are on her thing are Descendants and Hairspray Live. And I'm like, what That's is wrong so with weird. you? It's crazy. Yeah, somebody is asleep. Yeah. Um, and I think most people are, in general, sleeping on Dove Cameron, but, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, so Jedediah Goodacre, who we were talking about, and then I got distracted, um, he's Canadian and his father is a former head coach of the Calgary Flames NHL team. Flames. Yeah. So he's definitely from like a hockey family. I think he That's, played I hockey. He, yeah. I, I totally I feel like I see, can that. see that in his face. Absolutely. The face, the hair, the whole thing. Like I a hundred percent. Yes. Um, so. The level of intelligence. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so. In lieu of any box office or trivia information, I have, like, I've been looking for information. I mean, I gave you guys a trivia fact about Dove Cameron and Thomas Doherty, and, like, I probably have more. Probably. I'm sure they will be shared throughout this. And this is quite a long <laughs> plot. Like, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Yes, because they have to have the char- the plots for 17 characters. Aren't you glad you don't have to take notes? Um, yeah, so, no, deeply. So, okay, I have like my mind was so I watched this is how I got to here so the good to be bad <laughs> music video or like the scene um the music video aka the scene of the of the movie was released early and when I was watching I'm like okay I'm gonna like see see how, what I'm in for and the dancing was like so much better than any other any other Descendants movie. So I'm like, this is crazy. Something must be different. Like, I, like, genuinely noted that. And then I was watching other um, other videos that Disney had posted, and they, there's, like, a little blurb that says Jamal Sims was the, uh, like, did the choreography along with Kenny Ortega. 
So I go down a rabbit hole on Jamal Sims, who actually plays oh. Dr. Facilier in this movie. Um, and so he is both the choreographer and an actor in the movie. So his known force are When the Beat Drops, which is actually a documentary that he is the director of, released in 2018. It's about dancers. Um, Vanilla Sky, he was the choreographer. Um, Vanilla Sky's from 2001. He was the choreographer for the dance club sequence, which I guess is a notable dance sequence. Um, Get Smart, he was the choreographer in 2008. And after the sunset, he was the choreographer in 2004. So he assisted Kenny Ortega with the choreography in this movie. He's also choreographed the 2019 Aladdin, all of the Step Up movies, the 2011 Footloose, and Hannah Montana, the movie. So Wait, so he invented the... Um, Hoedown Throwdown. Hoedown Throwdown. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Whoa. He invented the Hoedown <laughs> Throwdown. He, so he is like a, an amazing, like very well-known um, choreographer. And I think wow. like, it is so, I honestly like noticed the difference right off the bat. Like I think, yeah. not that Kenny you know, Ortega I, has, I think Kenny Ortega has plenty on his plate with these movies that like to ask no, him but, to, choreogra- to, to choreograph all these numbers is crazy. Yeah. Well, another thing is, like, I was watching the interview with um, Dove and Kenny and Boo Boo that they did on Good Morning America. They put up, like, a 50-minute, like, uncut interview that they did. With Willie Geist. Was it? Oh, I love Willie Geist. Like, I I don't know. I don't know who the interviewer was. It was a man. It was Willie Um, Geist. I'm beyond attracted to Willie Geist. Oh, interesting. Um, And... What was I going to say? Oh, and one of the things Kenny Ortega mentioned that I didn't realize is he is 69 years old. So he was like, oh my God, yeah, I wasn't really. Fantastic. No, he does. And he, he was like, yeah, so I'm not really doing as much of the dancing. And he mentioned, I guess, Jamal was very helpful in like illustrating what the dances were supposed to look like. But I mean, he's still he's still getting out there. He's still cutting it up. But he needed a little help. I just think the dancing look it looked much more modern. It looked much more I mean it was very much Yeah, I mean like it was not, like so you think you modern. can dance basically. The music, you know? I yeah. didn't I didn't think the music sounded that much modern. I more modern. I will say I didn't love the music in this. The music w- sounded like it was trying really hard to be modern. Um It sounded like it was trying really hard to be modern and it also sounded like it was trying really hard to like be emotional and stuff. I don't know. Like I definitely prefer the music from Descendants too. Every time a song came on I was like, okay, looking at my watch, like let's go. But yeah, and I think like the dancing is like to me the like elevated level of dancing like made it possible to get through like were why I didn't skip through the songs. No, totally. So yeah, yeah I think game changer status goes to Jamal Sims. I'm so glad he was a part of this movie. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So moving um, on. Swiftly this part forward. should be after. What part? Right. Oh, yeah, that was just kind of like I was jotting it down while I was watching it earlier in the week. Um, Okay, so plugs. To learn more about the show and shop our Redbubble store, head to tbtamp.com. Oh, but right now, while you're enjoying our podcast, do a quick scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review, too. Um, be sure to talk about our podcast, you know, anyone that'll listen to you. And if you have anything else you want to say or share or comment with us uh, about the show, you can email us at TBT 
uh, amp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at TBT Podcast. Um, you can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts for mine, which has changed. It's um, wild. Yeah, it is at live, that's L I V period blonde with an E. L I V dot B L O N D E. Yeah. Cool. Live blonde. And I am at Miranda John Zun, M I R A N D A J H N Z O N. Which will never change. I mean, yeah, probably not. I wish my name wasn't taken. That would be freaking awesome. But Well, my name's taken too. <laughs> well, yeah, but like yours, like kind of, I don't know, whatever. It rolls off the tongue easily. Okay. You can um, just change the spelling of your last name. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. close. I just I just moved that Z backwards. Mm-hmm. Or that S backwards. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Um, first of all, why are all of your notes before mine in this section? Uh, because I was taking the notes and I just like put them in. So you can go, how you go ahead and start. You. I don't know because I don't, okay. it wasn't going to go time by time. I don't know how it works. <clears throat> okay. Let me go. So getting into the plot, Mal, Evie, Jay, and Carlos have returned to the Isle of the Lost for what has been dubbed VK Day in which they will be selecting four more kids from the aisle to attend Oridon prep with them. They choose Dizzy, which is the daughter of Drizelda. Is that her name? Drizella. Um, Driz- okay, sure. Granddaughter um, of Lady Tremaine from uh, Cinderella. Okay, right. Um, Celia, who's the daughter of the evil guy from Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um Dr. Facilier? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then the twins, Squeaky and Squirmy, who are the sons of Mr. Smee, who's from Peter Pan. I had no idea. I had to Google Mr. Smee. They said Mr. Smee like I was supposed to know who that was. Oh, I totally um, knew who it was. I had absolutely no clue. Um, so they find them. They inform them that they will return in a week to take them away from the aisle. Weird. Back in Oridon, we learn that Uma has not been spotted since the end of Descendants 2. <laughs> <laughs> Shade at China and McLean. Um, and she is still at large in Oridon. Just before leaving to pick up the Isle kids, Ben proposes to Mal in front of everyone, and she gladly accepts. Audrey is incredibly jealous of the engagement, and her anger is only stoked by her grandmother's admonishment. Cool. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> We have a lot of notes. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start with, I love Mal's hair. Um, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Evie's wig, like, is sitting super low on her hairline. So, it like, you can tell it's a wig. Like, it, it sits super low. And it's not natural. Like, it's like her forehead is, like, maybe an inch tall. Like, it, it doesn't, it looks like a wig. Um, but It seems as though... Like, Mal's is perfect. It seems like... I don't know. I think Sophia Carson... I think... I don't know. Something's something's going on there, for sure. I think it's more the way that it's brushed. But I could be wrong. It just looks really... Her her hair the whole time looks weird. Even when she's, like, brushing it off to the side. Like, it's... It's just so flat down to her forehead. And I think that's the issue. I needed to look at a photo. And the hair... Like it's like kind of like it it like like the hair like clumps together really bad like wigs do, um mm-hmm. like the hair just doesn't look natural at all it it's which I mean it's blue but still like it doesn't <laughs> look like like Mal's hair looks like purple hair purple and blue hair where like 
Sophia, Sophia Carson's wig is just a mess. Um, yeah, no, Mal's hair looks like possibly she dyed her yeah, hair, and Evie's looks like a wig. Yeah, it is a straight-up wig. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 not my favorite. But, yeah, no. Mal's wig um, looks fantastic. But speaking of good hair, do you think that Mal cast her good hair spell on Evie's boyfriend just to, like, give him, you know, some luscious locks? Did so you notice that? he dug, oh, my God, dug. So Doug's been through some changes. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Doug like I feel like Doug is like whoever this kid who plays Doug it has like the best manager in all of Hollywood and was like he will not be cutting his hair, Kenny, and he will be in this movie. And Kenny's no, just like th- I have no other choice. Of- dudes with long hair in this these movies like there but must just not looks, be a good looks barber so in ridiculous it looks so ridiculous and he has a ponytail and it just it doesn't fit like the persona no. he does it's, have it, a it, doesn't it really doesn't fit the persona at all but in that first scene it's down and it's just like flowing and stuff and then like after that it's like they were like uh, tight, hair up. You're tight like, ponytail. You're outdoing Sophia Carson here with your hair. <laughs> There's just so much. Yeah, and then like, okay, so the thing about Doug. So every they're <laughs> leaving. The thing about they Doug? are leaving to go to Oregon in Mal's limo, and everybody is clapping. And so Doug I 100% was playing. This Doug too. was playing a guitar while, uh, for some reason, while or because Ben sang his proposal to uh, to Mal. And so Doug still has, instead of having them have Doug take off, because I'm sure it's separate, it's obviously separate scenes, instead of being like, hey, Doug, take off the guitar and just clap and cheer like everybody else, they're like, no, 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 you keep your guitar and strum as though you're clapping. And And no one can hear you. He's just, he's just there playing like, dun, 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 dun. So like everyone, it's like, yay. And he's like, do 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 like playing his guitar it makes yeah. no sense it is so weird and he is like front and center i'm like yeah i noticed they tell this him? too it was so weird i mean we noticed everybody. a lot of things that were basically the same like we both noticed that the beginning song had like cardi b vibes to it like, i felt a part like of, it it's like there a was some rhythm to it song. there's some that, like the Side so side, feel the pride like that. Whatever that is, is like a straight rip off of a Cardi B song. I can't remember what song it is, but that like that no, part because it, it was like it was a, a rhythm that was like ba da ba da ba yeah ba da ba whatever. I think it's whatever her um Bodak Yellow. Yeah, Bodak Yellow. It's yeah. It's like okay, they straight ripped off of Cardi. Like they should give Cardi B like writing credit for that no totally they like sampled cardi b and disney's descendants 100 percent. um yeah so that happened but yeah doug doug strumming instead of clapping so like, funny i've watched it three times except i've watched that scene that part a hundred times and because <laughs> you like went back and just watched. i i'm just like come on just take off the fucking guitar doug come on I wonder how many Instagram followers Doug has. I don't know. I feel like Doug is probably such a character, whoever he is. Like, I feel like Doug is nothing like Doug. Remember, Doug, who does not even know his uncle's names, mind you. Yeah, that was crazy. I cannot with Doug. Like, I can't. Yeah, Doug, look... These, I, I, where is Doug? I can't even find him. So while we're on that, 
Yeah. So we're also supposed to believe that these new kids are just going to live at Evie's starter castle with her. Like, I no loved one... the starter castle. Oh, my God. The starter castle is great. But, like, no one's bothered that this, like, 16 to 18-year-old girl is going to be, like, in charge of raising and caring for four children. Like, there's no adult supervision anywhere. And, like, no one cares. Like, she's just like, oh, yeah, I have extra rooms at my house that I'm living in because I'm 16 and, and financially like capable of living on my own and I'm going to raise these other kids too like it makes absolutely no sense also so while they're doing so the first song that they do the um whatever it's called like good to be bad as they're dancing through the aisle like even when like when Carlos goes into that like shack to like wake everybody up and they're all sleeping in like hammocks and it's really dirty. It seems as though the guy who plays Doug does not have an Instagram. Ugh. Just so you know. That's on brand. Yeah, exactly. Um so as they're dancing through the aisle, I get like big time concentration camp vibes off of No, it. it's not good. It's, it's like, they're sleeping in bunk beds that are, like, It's some kind of internment camp. Exactly. Like, I get, like, the whole, even in this whole movie, how they're, like, we need to release these kids, and, like, we're gonna pick four, and they're special, and they get to, like, it's super, even more so than the other two movies, I get, like, big-time concentration camp vibes, and I don't like it. Like, it just, the whole thing, I'm really uncomfortable with you saying big-time concentration camp vibes. It's just, like, these kids are, like, it's... I don't know. It's it's just super awkward. I don't like it, and it, like, makes me uncomfortable. I get big-time, you know, kids in cages vibes, but that's just me. Yeah, I guess because we only see the kids first. And, like, none of these kids have parents. Like, there's just orphans running the streets. Like, it's just such a weird I don't understand how there are so many people on the Isle of the Lost. Like, I don't understand how there are so many, like, villains, and it ends up being, like, self-sustaining. Because it doesn't seem like there should be that many villains. And also, like, it doesn't seem like the children of the evil stepmother in Cinderella, like, really qualify as villains. Like, sure, they were, like, not great. But they weren't, like, like, killing anyone. Yeah. Yeah, but they're in the same conditions as, like, Maleficent. Like, what are you doing? And, like, do they... How are they getting, like, food and stuff? Because there's no, like source of there's no like agriculture or like no but they did have like businesses like the the Tremaines had their barber shop yeah. and like Uma had the restaurant like there are businesses but I don't understand like the what's the what's the trade deal like with yeah Oregon well and, like and how are they getting Isle? access to like food because yeah. they can't like grow they can't it grow anything yeah there's no like fresh fruit anyway. or anything they like, have like, magic yeah, I guess. They don't have magic because magic doesn't no, work on the aisle. No, it was super sad. Like, everyone must have scurvy over there. He was like, we've yeah. never had fresh the, fruit The malnourishment of these kids. Like, and they're all, like, wearing literal rags. It's just, it. I don't know why it hit me differently this like in this one, but I'm just like, I, I don't like this. 
No, yeah. Um, one thing that I don't like is Ben proposing to Mal. You're like 12. Stop it. Oh, yeah, like, I just time. don't understand why the 16-year-old thinks that he can be king, why the 16-year-old thinks that he can propose. And, like, his parents are still alive. That's not how that works. Like, his yeah. dad is probably, like, 45, just, like, getting to a ripe age where it seems like, okay, maybe at 45 you can, like, run the nation of Oridon. And he's like, nope, just kidding. Like, it's going to be this guy. And I, it's still it's still just baffling to me that like the beast is the king oh yeah what? well and and at the end of the movie when they decide to like they make it ben and mal make this decision and then the, yeah the dad says the dad's we, like we, we can't we can get do there. that yeah we can't they do can't. that they and then he's like that. we and ben's like actually i'm the king so shut up and it's like excuse me like mm-hmm. w- like this kid is 15, 16, 17, I don't care, 18 years old, and they're making these, like, adult, very adult decisions while these adults are just watching it all happen. Yeah. Just, I just don't understand. No, I, I hate it. Yeah, I need, I need. <laughs> but I, I hate almost everything Ben does. Truly. It's not good. Anyway, I, I have Her another note about, cute, like, Aubrey's hair. Aubrey's hair being great. I liked the. I love that the wedding ring was gold. I feel like there's not enough representation of gold. Gold with the purple. I liked it. It was very pretty. I didn't love the purple, but I can appreciate. I thought for her, purple was. I don't think there's any like naturally occurring gemstones that are gold. So. No, but like the metal gold. Oh, not gold. Um, purple. Sorry. Uh, Okay, I was like, what are you talking? I don't think there's like a like amethyst. Oh, yeah, but I think it's, like, a lavender, isn't it? Oh, my God. Whatever. Um, anyway, I but I do feel like you have to get the right shade of purple. Like, that shade of purple is very important. Otherwise, it's always going to clash with her hair, which weirdly was, like, the same color as Evie's hair in this movie. And, it had streaks of dark they, like, blue in it. So It, was it had like streaks it... of dark blue and purple. So, yeah. it, in certain lightings, it was, like, the same color as Evie's hair. See, like, I didn't think it looked like the same color, but I, like, kept noticing the blue. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah. there's blue in her hair now. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, your turn. Okay, so Also, ben, I love that we've gone to calling them the VKs. Like, for a while, well, we they, were so against they it. Use this, they use the VK thing incessantly in the movies, and I, like, couldn't... Like, I'm like, whatever. We're just gonna go with it. Because that's what they have decided to call themselves. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, Ben and the VKs pick up the new students, but while they are making their exit, Hades, god of the underworld from Hercules, um, is able to stop the barrier from fully closing and tries to escape. Mal morphs into her dragon form and barely pushes him back to the other side of the barrier due to his magical ember, siphoning her power from her. Um, um, yeah. Is his magical ember a thing? Because I don't remember that at all. Not in the... No. No. Because he's a god. The gods have, like... Anyway. He should have inherent powers. Yeah, exactly. Um, But that night, Aubrey decides... No, Audrey. It's Audrey. My bad. Audrey. I wrote Aubrey the entire time, so... Cool. Um, Potato, potato. Um, Audrey decides that if she cannot be the good queen of Oridon, she will be the queen of Mean and steals the queen's crown and Maleficent scepter from the Oridon Museum. Maybe we should stop putting the super magical things on display in a museum that has and no security. having one guard. 
who sleeps? Yeah. Like, I, I think, obviously, like, maybe we don't need people to see that all these things exist and, like, can be stolen and you can be all-powerful. Yeah. Like, we've made no, this mistake I, several times now. I did understand, like, the crown jewels, though, because, like, they have that on display in the UK. And, like, oh, yeah. Nobody cares about that. It, but... Maybe the super powerful scepter. Maybe. Yeah, probably not. And she just, like, picked it up. Like, there was no... At least in the first one, they had, like, an alarm on the wand. But, like, mm-hmm. no. Nothing like that. Um, but it was convenient for the plot. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. They needed to get all that wrapped up in a song, so... Um, there were a lot of out-of-character decisions. Like, this this decision from Audrey seems so out-of-character to me, and I'll get to one that seemed even more out-of-character. It was, it was quite wild. Like, it was just like, wait, what? But okay. Um, so I'm not loving all these, like, leather skirt pant combo things that, like, every, like, um, uh, who is it? Um, uh, I mean, Mal. Mal has it, and so does, um, so Mal does... had, like, dragon wings on at one point. I kind like, of, I weird. liked those. The shoulder <laughs> things, I loved those. But, like, wow. the skirts with the pants underneath, it's like, okay, are we wearing skirts or are we wearing pants? Audrey had it, um, Mal had it, and so did Evie. Evie had it the whole time. It, it does just, seem like, like a very Evie thing. Yeah, but, like, if one person has it, does, uh, like, can we just, like, wear pants? Like, can no, girls look, just wear I'm pants? No, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to say anything is wrong with anything that Karasan did. Kara? I don't know. I mean, like, we could have just, like, done away. Like, there was just no need for the skirt. Like, I just didn't. Or just, just make, like, them wear the pants. top longer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Also, Belle. There was a lot of crop toppage. But, like, no. It was all, you know, everything met in the middle. But there were everyone was wearing, like, crop top and high Short, waist. Yeah. Lo- lots of vests. Which is we a get- good silhouette. You know, it's fine. Yeah, tons of vests later on. We get everybody's wearing a vest. Um, yep. So Bell's Bell's Botox is like super intense. Like holy crap! I wouldn't say she she's not old enough to have gotten a facelift, but like her eyebrows are pulled so tight, I cannot. And then they like slick back her hair. I'm like, can we make Bell like look any worse? I don't know. I feel like I just never even looked at her. It looks like her eyes are being pulled backwards. Okay. It's not a great thing. It doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, speaking of not great things that don't make me feel good, I don't understand how Aubrey, Audrey, just, like, disappeared for that whole movie, and now she's, like, fully back as a main character, and we're supposed to, like, remember her. Yeah. I, yeah. And she gets her own song. Like, where did she, what happened? Aubrey's gone, and, like, Mulan's daughter, Lonnie, is nowhere to be found. And yeah. she was my favorite in the last movie. Like, She was what everybody's happened? favorite. And, like, yeah, and then she's just not even in this movie? Like, what the hell happened to Lonnie? I know. Like, I, I say too many characters, but, like, Lonnie is an exception that I would have made. Yeah, and she had, like, a good arc in the last movie. I'm so confused. They just, like, threw her out. Yeah, and suddenly now, Jay just doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, okay. Yeah, now he's taking a gap year. He's got a bromance going with Getting Gil. hit on by Thomas Doherty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, to be fair, Harry hits on everyone. No, yeah. Movie. It was like, wow, bisexual icon, Harry But, Hulk. like, also, like, just sexual icon. Like, his hormones <laughs> are raging. And, oh, my God, a fly just, like, flew into my face. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, I that fly is also a sexual icon. I saw my life flash before my eyes. Holy shit! Okay, so um, 
my god. Yes. So his hormones are out of control and it is amazing. Yeah, no, it honestly really helps the movie. Horny Harry is the best. It's <laughs> great. Truly. Okay. Um, so glad also glad I'm not skipping the songs this time because it seems like a huge part of the plot. Like all of this sort of stealing of the crown and the scepter and stuff, like that happens during the song. And I was like, yeah. wow, good thing I didn't skip the song because it's her entire transformation and like the entire and antagonizing force of this plot. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. I also like antagonistic. I don't know. I think antagonizing's a word. Um, okay. So also like hate that song. The song sucks. What? Her Queen of Mean song. I I don't like it. Yeah. No. I honestly I didn't really like any of these songs. Uh, I liked a couple. There's okay. a couple. One or two. Um, so yeah, the next day, Mal, Ben, Fairy Godmother, and Belle and the Beast all meet and come to the conclusion, at Mal's suggestion, that because of dangers like Hades and quote-unquote whoever stole the crown and scepter, because they think it was someone from the Isle, the barrier to the Isle should be closed forever. Closing the barrier would mean that none of the VK kids will be able to attend Oridon Prep, and those that are already here will never be able to return to see their families. And for me, like, this is where I was kind of like, what? Like, closing the barrier forever seems like such an out-of-character choice for Mal, Um, but I will say I love the dress that she was wearing while she did it. Yeah, um... It was, like, I, this magenta wrap dress with, like, some nice sleeves. Like, that, it was a really cute dress. I, I like that they were, like, dressing her and stuff that, like, matched her hair color in this movie because they definitely didn't do that. Like, her clothes, I thought, were super cute in the last movie. But, like, the, like, uh, what was it? Like, seafoam greens, like, didn't really match her hair color at all. Um, where in this one, they definitely do. Uh, it all, like, works. But... Uh, yeah, the it doesn't, it, and she's like the one who suggests it, and yeah, it seems, it seems like with everything that we've learned about Mal, this is like such a weird choice for her character to make. Yeah, and like the fact that she's so quick to like be like, okay, we're just shutting down the barrier. It's like Jesus, like glad they kept it open for you. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it seems like a very like rash decision. It does seem like a very rash decision, but you know, it's like you, you someone benefits from an immigration system, and then they're very quick to say, "No, no, no, no one else can benefit from the system." <laughs> I'm just saying, like the the allegory to things that happen in America in this movie are just like so front of mind for me throughout this entire thing, um, but. I thought that it was a little strange that they had their sort of main character, their main protagonist, be the one to, like, take this stance. Yeah. And I think Disney's really big on, like, the anti-hero kind of thing anyway. Well, especially this whole movie that's based off of the villain's kids. Yeah, yeah. And I I just think, like, that's kind of their thing. It doesn't surprise me. It just, like, they give, like, no explanation really for it. They're just like, Mm -hmm. okay, Mal's just going to make this weird decision that, like, kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, at least, like, if you're going to make our main characters, like, kind of turn a little bit, like, or do something bad, maybe, like, give us some context. Yeah. 
Your turn. All right. So all the <laughs> all the VKs gather at Evie's stunning starter castle. Stunning. Where, I love it. That yeah, beautiful that sunroom. Design everything. business must be booming. Um, so where Mal breaks the news to Evie about the proposed permanent closing of the barrier to the aisle, though she implies that it was neither her idea nor her decision. Um, Audrey arrives while Mal is out on the patio alone, and when Mal tries to convince her to hand over the scepter and crown, Audrey curses her, literally, and turns her into an old woman. Not, like, curses her out, but, um, the VKs hear the commotion and find Mal, who realizes the only way for her to stand a chance against the magic of the scepter is with Hades' ember. They all decide to make a trip to Hades' lair on the aisle, bringing Celia for navigation and leaving Dizzy to care for the twins at Evie's. Um, okay. So, I was really confused by, like, why Audrey ended up showing up and then Mal is, like, surprised when she attacks her and, like, curses her. Like, literally asks if it's a joke. It seems like this could have been worse, too. Like, it seems... I I understand that it's kind of in character for her to be cursed into looking like an old woman. Um, Because, you know, she's the daughter of Maleficent. Is that the evil queen? No, that's the evil queen. Okay. Um, But it was weird. I did think it was hilarious. Like, the... I don't know if it was, like, prosthetics or what it was. Like, it seemed, like, almost digitally done. But I was like, oh my god, like, I cannot believe that Dove Cameron agreed to having her face look like this in a movie. Yeah, and, like, her talking, it, yeah, it's, and then they have her as, like, an old woman on a motorbike with a helmet on. Yeah, that was on. hilarious. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this so is. so funny. It was like, she's still, she's still going for it. Oh yeah, like, I, yeah, like, I feel like Kenny Ortega is the only person who could convince Dove Cameron to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the castle, Evie's castle, like, okay, so she goes from, like, this dream of having a castle to, like, a semester later having it. So that's nice. I guess business is booming. Um, I, I, like, I thought this, when they originally showed it, I thought it was supposed to be the, the cottage that the fairies raised Aurora in. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But no, we go to that one later and it's yeah, much they smaller. Yeah, sh- they did show that cottage and it was, like, tiny and it looks so run down. Like, Evie's cottage is, Evie's castle, excuse yeah. me, is beautiful. Yeah. And maybe the good housing situation is because they have all these people on the aisle that, you know, aren't competing for the housing. So True. maybe... Yeah. Maybe that's a result of that. I don't know. Yeah, this is... Ardon equals, like, Monaco, honestly. Um, so, also, love that, like, this 16-year-old can, like, afford a house. Like, Yeah, no, I did also notice they the never 80s? went to, like, their dorm rooms. <laughs> um, I did love that they, like, never... They never really went to the dorms. They showed, like, Ben's dorm a few times. But, like, other than that, they didn't go to, like... The dorm. Oh, yeah. And, and like, like oh, so Audrey's much in a dorm one in only because she's in summer school. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was summer. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Because she, you know, skipped a semester. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like so brokenhearted that she had to miss it. Yeah. She arbitrarily, you know, just missed a semester of school to, you know, grieve her breakup. <laughs> Wouldn't that be yeah. nice? Oh, my God. Maybe I'd actually get broken up with if that was something I could do. Um, <laughs> it's facilitated just for the vacation. 
Okay. Audrey crashes Jane's birthday party and casts a spell to put everyone asleep except for Chad. Jane is able to escape the effects of the spell by hiding out in the Enchanted Lake, which was established in Descendants 1, that, like, the Enchanted Lake makes spells wear off. Um, The VKs and Celia ride their motorbikes to the aisle, and, like, we get a weird scene of, like, old Mal, like, saying the spell that makes the motorbikes work across the lake um anyway and then they drop into dr facilier's voodoo arcade because you know he's also a business owner the arcade um so that celia can grab the keys to hades lair while in the arcade also love that they don't have like you know fruit vegetables they have arcade machines (laughs) like you know you have to have something yeah um so, while in the arcade, Harry Gill and the pirates steal the VK's bikes, and we get our first shot of, you know, Harry Hook, and it's very exciting. Um, so, they decide to split up with Mal and Celia, going to retrieve the Ember and the others to catch the bike thieves. So, it's, like, Mal and Celia versus, like, going to get the Ember, and then Evie and Carlos and Jay all going to, like, do the do the bike thief thing. Um, Hades catches Mal trying to steal the ember, and it's revealed that he is actually her father, who left Mal in Maleficent while she was young. I mean, arguably, how far away could he have gotten? It was the aisle, like, don't leave. Just, well, like, think apparently that he just didn't send a forwarding address, so. <laughs> yeah, and the, <laughs> the aisle is just apparently massive, so someone can just hide away. And yeah, can never... disappear for 18 years. Yeah, I, it was crazy um after some convincing hades gives mal the ember warning her that it loses its power if it gets wet i also think it would have made more sense for like mal's dad to be someone good because she did have sort of that like good part to her i think that would have made more sense but i understand why they did what they did yeah and like yeah okay i i kind of i could see that they could definitely write something for that but, um, so we get a lot more of Celia here and like love her and love, loved her. Like, I love her and her dad's relationship. I thought it was really cute how they had like a little dance and like he was super excited yeah, to see nice. her. I thought it was really cute. Um, like, he's like the only parent who actually likes their child um, on the aisle. No, he's the best parent in this movie totally like he he like really cares about his kid and it's really cute and i love none of the parents are good like the ones that we see even the audrey's grandmother we see like bell and the beast who i think are not good parents because they're letting their kid be the king um and all these other like quote-unquote good oridon parents that like aren't actually any good i guess maybe the fairy godmother's good yeah but yeah, actually, yeah, Fairy Godmother's doing a pretty good job. Jane turned out well. Yeah, I don't understand how her eyes are the color that they are, but like, it's fine. <laughs> I wish she would stop wearing like straight up like rep. Like she's wearing like mommy and me outfits with the yeah, Fairy Godmother. It's, it's super creepy. Like I'm like, okay, Jane, wear like anything different. Yeah. But yeah, and like I loved when Doctor Facilier or Fas- yeah Facilier was talking to. Um, he was talking to Celia and he was referring to the people of Oridon as shiny people. And like, I don't know why, but it made me laugh so hard every time I watched it. I'm like, shiny. Yeah. He was like, so what are the shiny people up to? I'm like, yes. I just love how he just like, doesn't give a fuck. Like he's like, okay. That was great. And she's like, I'm just conning them out of all their money. I'm like, 
Yes, Celia has yes, the right please, idea. Because she did. She did that card game with um, Ben, and then he gave her, like, way more money than she oh, was yeah, expecting. Oh, yeah, totally. She's like, you all are dumb. I'll take your money. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and she tells him what they want to hear. She's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a good king. Congrats. And Mel's like, he already is. Right. <laughs> not really, but okay. He's literally not, though. Like, he's no. literally a bad king. Also, like, is he going to finish high school? Like, who wants their king? Like, what kind of, like, I would love to know, what, do you think, well, anything is possible. There are but a lot like, of adults in Oregon, and I don't understand but like, how they're could okay it, with this. It'd be like the United States electing a president who didn't have a college degree. Like, oh, you barely, I mean, you have not graduated high school yet. You can be president. No, well, it's a college degree, but it's also, like, a president who's 16. Exactly. A 16-year-old <laughs> president who has not yet finished high school. No, literally. Like, America's next election, it's like, surprise, JoJo Siwa is the new president. <laughs> oh, my God. Would it be the worst? But <laughs> An upgrade, honestly. I don't want Abby Lee Miller to have such access to um, to anyone in Washington, but I do love JoJo. It's better so. than... I mean, I don't know. I feel like JoJo Siwa would, like, really put Putin in this place. Oh, my God. Totally. She'd be like, you can't put a bow in your hair, so <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Another one with a bat hairline situation. <laughs> Not Putin. She could use JoJo. Sophie Carson's wig. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, both, both, both Putin and, and uh, JoJo Siwa, but, like, yeah. more she so can get JoJo. get hair plugs. It'll be fine. It's, it's more concerning for JoJo Siwa. Um, yeah, I think so, it's your turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in Oridon, Audrey visits Ben in his office, but he doesn't believe that she could really be evil, telling her that he liked her better before. Didn't we all? Um, this <sighs> enrages her, and she curses Ben to be a beast and turns the other citizens of Oridon to stone because sleeping is not good enough. As the BKs are leaving the aisle with the ember, Harry and Gil are able to cross the barrier before it closes. I cheered. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, obviously. So now we have a big problem because everybody saw Hades do it. So now we're like, oh, we can do it. We're just going to hang out by this barrier. Uh, Mal drops the ember, but Uma catches it with her tentacle before changing into her human form. So she just reappears. Um, to get the ember back, Mal promises Uma that once Oridon is saved, she will allow all the children of the Isle to leave if they want. However, Mal has no real intention of keeping her word, and the VKs and the pirates... De- oh, has no real intention of keeping her word. And then the VKs and the pirates decide to team up to defeat Audrey. So... Yes. Yeah. So I went through a journey a little bit while, um, while watching this, and... Um, one of the things that I wrote down in my notes, like Ben continuing to be an absolute idiot, has his doors and windows wide open while there's basically a poisonous gas leak. And then seconds later, Aubrey appears, Audrey <laughs> appears behind him <laughs> and like it just snuck in through the, through the window, through the door. And I was like, you literally like the window is open and the door is open and you can see the curtains like rustling, like all the wind is coming in. Like she, there's a poisonous gas leak happening. Like close your damn windows. He is truly a moron. Like he is a moron. He's an absolute unit of an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He is the biggest moron in the entire world. Like why is he still, 
how has he not died yet? He ha- how has he not gotten killed? Like I feel like he has pressure, all of those guards. Yeah, the pressure of Mal to just like keep him alive must be like really weighing on her. Oh my god, I know. Um, I also this at this point I wrote the note. I love this so much. I keep catching myself just randomly smiling while watching it. Um, again, genuinely cheered for Harry to make it out of the barrier. And I will say now, this is something I meant to say in the last one. <laughs> Genuine, like, thank you so much to Carson. I don't know if I'm saying your name correctly. However, like, you were an absolute homie for putting Thomas Doherty in an outfit that did not have sleeves again. Girl is, like, on the best game. Like, she's just, like, everybody we need to send her a gift basket. <laughs> Yeah, she gets a gift. Okay, she definitely gets a gift basket, but she's like, who wants a vest? Everybody gets a vest. A cropped vest. And you all are skinny bitches, so you can have a cropped vest with some nice high-waisted pants because we don't yeah. want to see any skin, but you're going to have a vest that like stops above your belly button, and then we're going to put you in some nice pants because you guys have no fat, so it works. Yes. No, and it was just like... A lot of, I did notice, like, a lot of those guys were wearing sleeves. And Thomas Doherty, never wearing sleeves, so. Well, because he has the hook thing, too. Yeah, but you can wear, like, a t-shirt and have a hook. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, no, not for him. Also, um, Uma's outfits are awesome. And, like, her hair is so cool. Like, Uma just looks great this whole time. Everyone honestly looked so good like i thought even jay looked good oh yeah minus minus um evie's wig situation everybody looked fantastic yeah and i don't know i mean doug was a little it's a little strange but you know it's fine he like only wears marching band outfits anyway so it's okay yeah and he was barely and, like was linen barely suits for some reason linen suits oh my god okay the save the day crew head to ben's castle to find audrey as she watches them through the scepter she uses her magic to bring the suits of armor to life and a battle ensues mal uses her own magic to make the suits begin to dance rather than fight and they defeat them. <laughs> this the is crew- the stupidest thing it was so dumb i, I yeah um the crew splits up with the guys going to find Ben and the girls head to Audrey's dorm to find potential clues on her whereabouts in the dorms. The girls discover that Audrey likes to spend time at Fairy Cottage where she where the fairies took her mom, excuse me. Um they return to Evie's castle to find Dizzy, the twins, and Doug asleep. Uma informs Evie that if she and Doug are in love, then she will be able to wake him with true love's kiss, which works as it does every time. Um yeah. Yeah, um so in the so after the um, fight with the knights, uh, the suits of armor, um, Evie is like, okay, so you know because we have all this time on our hands, let's play an icebreaker game, and she's like, okay, I'll give a compliment to somebody, and they have to you know like a little compliment train, and yeah. the person she picks is Harry. She's like Harry, great accent. And, I'm like, and I thought it was very out of character that he yeah. did not give her a compliment. Like, he did not take this as an opportunity to, to hit, hit on, her. on her. Yeah, it's like he only hits on people, like, the second half of the movie. Like, the first half of the movie, he's normal. And, like, the second half, all this, like, once he sees Jane, the ball's rolling. Like, he's, like, ready <laughs> to get in somebody's pants. But, like, this could he really have, this went was, in on Jane, too. <laughs> I know, oh, my God. It was, like, almost a little creepy. I'm like, 
whoa like <laughs> well, well and like because we've never seen his character do that before like have we though? just have like, we not he definitely was hitting on mal in the first one I'm, or in the second one i'm just but saying. like the whole time we're just like like he's never really said anything and then like zero to 60 and it's like holy cow uh what's going on like i didn't mind it i would have liked it the whole time if his every single interaction time, was him like, hitting on someone Evie was very right when she, she was like, great accent. I'm like, absolutely. This was, it and was I it. just love that he, like, sh- they acknowledge that he has an accent despite being from the same place that they're all from. So, like, <laughs> like where the hell would he have gotten no this? There's no reason for him to have an accent. Yeah, why would he? And, like, they don't, they don't have him, like, talk, like, speak without an accent. So it's and, like, like, he doesn't have the, the same accent as, as Captain Hook. No, like, so, like, he just has this accent, like, despite always living on the aisle, where they're it's all from. so funny. And then I it's wonder like if almost... they tried to get him to do an American accent, and he just couldn't, or, like, I, I really wonder about that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, because, and the fact that it's almost kind of like breaking the fourth wall, like, by yeah. Evie acknowledging that he has an accent. It's like, I didn't realize that they were all from the same place. They're all from the same place. And yet he has this very thick Scottish accent. Like, it doesn't make... And then Evie's like, oh, yeah, by the way, hey, everybody, we know that he has an accent, but, like, we're just going to pretend like it's a thing. So funny. So Harry's Um, definitely adopted for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. He just showed up on there one day. He's really like a stork drop-off sort of situation. Yeah. Um, So they're trying to fight the suits of armor with swords, which... It's a losing game. Like, that's the entire point of Suits of Armor is that, like, you can't hurt them with swords. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, metal. They don't... Yeah, and then I started genuinely lolling at the, the Suits of Armor dancing. Like, they basically start crumping, and you're like, what the heck is going on? It was so weird. Well, and the way they defeat them is by, like, using their magic to make them dance. Like, it, yeah. it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then also a quote that I thought was hilarious. Oh my god! Excuse me. A quote that I thought was hilarious from Mal was Evie. I love you. I love this energy, but we are very short on time. And I was like, wow, that's me at Olivia at least once a recording. No, truly. And like, I love that she was just like, she's like Evie, I love you, and Evie's like. I love you too. Like they have like this <laughs> this little moment where they like Evie's like just oh yeah I, I love you too. What's up? What's up, girl? She's like uh, love this energy. Love just this. checking in. Yeah, just letting love you this. know. Love this whole thing. But um, we don't have all day, so let's move on. <laughs> like it's just like what is happening in this movie? And like Evie is hell bent on everybody being best friends. Like she's like yeah. I am not leaving here until we are all best friends. Which I can kind of appreciate, but I don't know. Like, there's another part when everyone's sort of talking about how ridiculous Evie is being, um, is again, I literally lolled at Uma during um, Evie's One Kiss song. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's True Love's Kiss, One Kiss, something like that. Some Dua Lipa sounding situation. um, Where she's like, she's singing in the background, but like her acting face is like, yeah, bitch, one kiss, like get it over with. Like we don't have all day. And yeah, like Uma's like, have you not been here before? Like, come on, girl. Doesn't take that long. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, and I feel like I've really switched on Evie. Like in the last one, I remember really liking Evie. And then in this one, maybe it was just this section. I was just getting so annoyed with her. 
she's just so maternal and it like she's 17 years old or 16 17 18 whatever she's like a high schooler and yet she's supposed to be like the mom and it it's a little much for me Mm -hmm. um also i feel like uma is like smarter than all the other characters put together like she's the only one she's like the only person who's like kind of perceptive like So, like, all of them put together is not saying much, but, like, she's the only one who figures anything out and, like, has any, like, rationality. One thing that, like, I say a lot is I would love this movie if it was from the perspective of blank, like, if someone else was the main character. Mm -hmm. That's very true with Uma. This would be a better movie, I think, if Uma was the main character. I would love to know, like, what she was doing between... Also, we would have seen more Harry Hook, I'm just saying. True. Like, I would love to know, like, what she was doing between two and three. Like, her little adventures would be kind of Mm -hmm. interesting. Like... We need, yeah, like, a I, Lion King two-and-a-half situation. One-and-a-half, but... um. No, I know, but it's two-and-a-half, because it's... Oh, yeah, because it's Descendants, too. Okay, yeah, um, exactly. Like, something like that. Like, Uma's story, I think, would be really interesting, and I think they should explore that. I also love the idea of, like, Lion King one-and-a-half, just being like, you know, we missed some stuff in between here. Like, let's go back and well, make it Well, it was... Again. Have you seen it? It's Timon and Pumbaa's story. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, not really no. Lion King one-and-a-half. It's really Timon and Pumbaa's story. Yeah, it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. What? Let's just move on. Okay. Um, um. All right. So um, the boys find Ben in literal beast mode in the forest. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and Carlos, someone misses the challenge. You know. Or, or, yeah. Exactly. Um, the, and Carlos steps up to help him remove a splinter that's like stuck in his hand. Yeah, but it's like a quarter inch wide splinter. Yeah. <laughs> It's a full stick. <laughs> um, J- uh, Jane arrives with a water gun filled with enchanted lake water, spraying Ben to turn him human again. At Evie's castle, Audrey casts a spell to board up all the doors and windows, locking all the girls inside. Mal and Uma work together to counter the spell, and all the wards fall to the ground. Uh, the guys arrive, and Carlos is finally able to give Jane her birthday gift, which is a necklace with a pendant in the shape of their names blended together. What is it? What would it? you um, do Jarlos. if the guy you were dating got you a necklace with your portmanteau on it? I don't know. I I, I don't think anybody I would date, seri- like, I don't think anybody, I, I, I wouldn't date somebody who would do that, so... Okay. We wouldn't be dating anymore. <laughs> yeah, so yours would be like Carl Olivia. Yeah. Like, what would you do if someone bought you a necklace that had that on it? I mean, I, I You'd be like, thank you it. so much and put it in a drawer and never wear it yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. It's not good. It's not a good choice. Mm-mm. No. Um, and like, Kane, I think, is, be- is like better. Like, I don't know. It was like, he was like, oh, I could have done Kane or. Jarlos. At least with Kane, you get like you know chicken fingers. I was thinking like candy cane, but like oh, I was thinking of raisin canes, oh chicken God. fingers. <laughs> okay. Have, or are you, you know, familiar? like maybe you really like the the like walking stick situation, like that's yeah. fine. But like sure. Jarlos, are you familiar with raisin canes? Yeah, we have raisin okay. canes here. Just making sure. The chicken strip, please. We don't have them in Los Angeles, but there was one in Orange. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like a chicken strip. I like we have them here. I've never been to one because I'm okay. like I like a chicken strip, but like not a whole restaurant's worth. I mean, you don't have to eat the whole restaurant's worth. I know, but like I couldn't imagine. Like I don't you know. You would it's love just the not... Texas toast. Texas toast is really good, and Texas I also could see you really enjoying the sauce. Really? Okay. It's a good sauce. All right. Okay. Not good fries though. Like worse than In and Out's fries. Oh, that's that's not good. I'm I I need like I love like a Shake Shack fry. Like I I love a crinkle I've fry. I've had Shake Shack. So <gasps> my heart breaks for you. I'm sorry. Um. Okay, where were we? Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not really. So. Oh, but like Gil and Jay's bromance is like so cute and wholesome, and like I really like it. It's just precious. Yeah. When they do their portmanteau, you know what it is. It just gay. says gay. <laughs> that's, that's the necklace. Or. Which Jill. honestly, it's a better necklace. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that they're like. I like Gil's like I want to go see a penguin and Jay's like let's do it and I'm just like oh my god they're so cute they're just like yeah they were like like which are we gonna do like the jungle or go see penguins and he's like like, let's do both we have a year like wouldn't take that long yeah I know it's just like okay that like that's cool but it's good to know that like there's other nations outside of Oridon where there's jungles and penguins exist yeah exactly interesting um. Oridon is just like magical Australia, and <laughs> slash Vancouver, and the Isle is like Tanzania. Is that the island on Australia? Um, mm, Tas. It's not Tasmania. 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 Yeah, that's, that's what it. I'm thinking of. There we go. They sound very similar. Yes, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Tanzania is in Africa, but okay. I look. I was close. Yeah, it's all down there in the southern hemisphere. I don't know. Um, Carlos, the his main thing that he does, it seems like, is like talk Ben down from like being his in beast mode, and it was so cute. And like I was like, oh, you're so you're like the best. Yeah, he's well, and before too, Gil was talking about how much he liked the talking dog, and Carlos was like, well, if you want a dog, you should rescue one. And I'm like, oh my god so cute yeah just rescue one and then give him the truth gummy yeah exactly and he'll be able to talk too also dude is not the cutest dog so no i don't he said he was like you're afraid to meet (laughs) cruella Deville. i'm afraid to meet her and i was like no i don't think she wants your fur yeah i don't think you're her type (laughs) (laughs) oh god just some subtle victim blaming blaming it's fine um there was also Puppy a really weird part of this. I don't know if I was just like dreaming at this point where they were yelling details to follow. Yes, you know because, that, like, because like times. Ben kept asking questions. They were like, details to follow. I'm like, why don't you just like tell him? Like, these are simple questions you give simple answers to. Yeah, so I just wrote in the notes, details to follow. Yeah, you guys have like a walk back. You could like fill them in. Yeah. Um. Also... Again, in this point in my notes, I have bisexual icon Harry Hook question mark, um, and then yeah, I feel like this role for Aub- Aubrey Audrey must have been so fun. Like it must have been really fun for her to get to play evil. Yeah, yeah, lots of cackles. Except not because she was cool in front makeup. of a green screen. But yeah, 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 the yeah. outfit's cute. 
yeah, the outfit's cute, lots of cackling. Like, she gets to do something different. But, like, also, she wasn't that good in the first movie. So, I mean, like, she was definitely still, like, the bitchy girl. So, I don't think this is, like, super like That's a character in this. I feel like all the guys get to be, like, cute, fun, friends with each other. And then all the girls are, like, fighting and competitive the whole time. Very catty. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, cool. So the crew all head to Fairy Cottage, but only find Chad locked in a closet. <laughs> I forgot Chad was in this movie. Um, when Ben, with Ben back around, Mal finally tells everyone that she does not plan on allowing any other kids out of the aisle. Heartbroken. Not because she wants to, but because she has to, because she's afraid Ben is going to like let that be known before she can say anything absolutely cannot um it's just a weird decision heartbroken celia takes the ember and throws it in a bucket of water just like in a split second like there's all that suspense when uma has it if she's gonna drop it in the water and then like in a split second celia just like throws it in a little bird bath or something yeah big fuck Um, you big fuck you which was like again love celia yeah Uma and Harry leave to return to the aisle. Evie's devastated that Mal would lie to her face, and as they turn to walk away from her, Audrey's curse turns them all into stone, leaving Mal all alone. Mal chases down Uma and tries to convince her to stay and help her, but it's no use. So, like, kind of confused as to why everybody turns to stone except for Mal. Yeah, that I didn't understand. Like, that. they, like, right in front of her it face, made and it sense was just to like. Me. While I was watching it, and then, like, literally the second that, the second that I read that, I was like, wait, that is weird. Yeah, like, it was like, they were all having a conversation, and the, like, uh, Celia and Harry and Uma all walk away, and then, like, out of nowhere, everybody else turns to stone, except for Mal. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? Okay. So... Mal hears Celia cry, uh, Celia cry for help from the roof of Oradon Prep, where Audrey is holding her hostage. Um, Mal morphs into her dragon form once again, and Uma and Harry <laughs> I hear... I love the sentence, Mal morphs into her dragon form. I mean, I didn't want to say transform into her dragon form, so, you know, morph works too. Um... And Uma and Harry hear the fight and return to help. Because Uma is honestly a good person. Um... And so Uma and Mal work together to reignite the ember, and with it, Mal is able to defeat Audrey, uh, saving Oridon, of course. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the ember's power knocks out Audrey, and Mal is unable to use it to bring her back because she can only she only has limited reign of the power of the ember because she is only half of Hades, who is the rightful owner of this ember. Um, they She's lay- the demigod. Yes, there we go. She's a um, which is what, wild. What's what's uh what 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 what's his name from Moana? Um, um, the Rock. I don't know. I have absolutely <laughs> no absolutely no clue. Uh, yeah. I watched Moana once. Oh, that's sad for you. Um, so Shiny. <laughs> uh, and it's the Rock. Ember, which is a rock. Ah, full circle. Wow. Um, so um, they lay her down. So this is, they lay Audrey down in her room on her super comfy bed, says Uma. And Mal requests that Hades be brought to Oridon to save Audrey. Uh, he reluctantly uses his ember to save her. And then he slips it to Mal on his way out. Um, after talking to the VKs and pirates, they forget 
oh, uh, they forgive Mal for lying to them, and they all reunite as friends. Okay. <clears throat> and that's almost the end of the movie. Yeah. So I have a big problem with this. So Yeah, no, so I, uh, we have the same... We're on the same wavelength here because we're adults. Hades is in the right, like a hundred percent. Every point he makes, I'm like, so Hades is the is the only perceptive. Him and Uma are the only smart people in this entire movie. So this, and he says it. When a villain does something bad, they banish him to this like destitute island. But when one of their own tries to kill literally all of them, they call it a lapse in judgment. Then when she's on her deathbed because they had to stop her from killing all of them um they bring one of the villains over in shackles literal shackles to save her and then nothing and then they send him back they're like okay cool bye like where's the justice that like and also like there's no punishment for audrey like they literally send all these villains over to a like island and lock them away but like audrey tries to massacre oridon and has no consequences for her actions. I mean, the thing that I think it's the most similar to in our world is the sort of difference in being called, like, a lone wolf, being called a terrorist. Like, you do the same thing, but the way that people think about and the way that people relate to what you're doing is completely different. Like, if Hades did what Aubrey did, he's a terrorist. And if... Aubrey did it. Audrey? I don't. I still don't know her name. Um, if she does it, she's like a lone wolf. And, you know, the, the good people are still the good people. And the villains are still the villains. And, like, just the That's fact the that they're like, that I can... we need his help. And they bring him over in, like, chains. And then they're like, okay, you did what we needed you to. See ya. I'm Bye. like, that is... It's just like it's just it's like honestly disgusting and like I was watching I'm like what's the disgusting fuck is going but on? Like, we do that every day. I mean, I don't think we like pull prisoners out of jail to like help people. No, but we would if they could help people. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just like such a like bullshit situation and like he just like takes it. I'm like, "Okay, Hades, like get your shit together. Like bust out of the chains. Like you need to like I need you to do something here." Yeah. And, like, the fact that he's, like, like to, to Mal, he's like, well, thanks for letting me catch a glimpse of the sun. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even take this. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that he's, like, appreciative for being shackled Which, and driven across also, a bridge. I don't think Hades would enjoy catching a glimpse of the sun. Like, the whole thing is, like, he's the god of the underworld. Like, he doesn't care about the sun, but. Well, yeah, in theory. But, like, the fact that he's, like. I, the whole thing is just, like, really... And then the fact that... Also the fact that, like, Audrey has, has no consequences. Like, they never go over the fact that, like, hey, she did something really, really bad, and now she just apologizes, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, you know, was out of my mind, so that's it. It's like, that's... What the fuck is this movie teaching? Yeah, truly. Um, so yeah, at Mal, well, I think it's also teaching that, like, that's a bad way to be. Like, don't do it in the first place kind of thing? Sure. But, like, also, I think they're, like, it's weird that there's, like, no consequences for your actions. Like, she literally tried to kill everybody in her town, and nothing bad happens to her. Yeah. But I think, like, the fact that they call that out 
is, you know, that's something. Um, So, yeah, at Mal and Ben's engagement party, Mal confesses to everyone that she cannot be queen if it means closing the barrier and turning her back on the aisle forever. And it's like, yes, that's the Mal that we know and love. Um, She and Ben make the executive decision... (laughs) because, you know, they're the king and queen, to destroy the barrier altogether and create a permanent bridge between Oradon and the Isle. And, like, sure, opening the barrier is nice, but there's also, like, criminals and murderers over there, so, like, don't they need a jail of some kind? Like, I understand fully, like, letting the kids come who, like, haven't technically done anything wrong, but, like, do you really want Maleficent over there and, like, the evil queen and, like, I don't know, all of those people? It was kind of, like we're really just gonna forgive them so what like i i don't know i don't know obviously i don't know the solution but like it's just kind of yeah i don't think it's like one way or the other like i think there must be some middle ground here yeah exactly also didn't love how mal was like so i can't be queen of just Aradon. I have to be queen of both. Like That's very mal, though. There was never like, oh, yeah, I can't be queen. I'm stepping down. I'm not going to do this. It was, mm, can't be queen of just Aradon. I have to be queen of both. And I was like, yeah. okay, well. Mm. And honestly, she should have been like, Ben, you can be the king of Oradon, I'm going to be the queen of the Isle. And then we can, you know, have a little marriage alliance and it'll all make sense. Well, Even though we're 16. When they're, like, dancing and singing and all that, they're, it, it kind of, like, implies that, like, Uma's going to be in charge of the aisle. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it just was like, okay, Mal, I think we're on a little bit of a power trip here, considering, you know, every time you do something good, it's pretty much with the help of everybody else. Yeah, true. Um, everybody else except for Ben, because he is of no help to anyone. I mean, be- yeah, Ben has never helped anyone do anything. Yeah, at this point, I was like, wow, they're really going to have this movie without Lonnie being in it at all? Yeah. Uh, one of the trivia facts that actually was on IMDb was that Lonnie is the only one who was in uh, Descendants 2 who did not reappear in Descendants 3. Where is she? What is she doing? Like, is she busy? I don't know. Maybe she's, like, cast in a great movie or TV show, hopefully. I don't know. I hope so. Um, so another thing that I thought was genuinely hilarious, there was a little, like, Easter egg cute clip, because obviously, like, everyone watching this movie is gonna, like, know that Dove Cameron and Thomas Doherty are dating. So they had this cute, like, clip where Harry Hook, like, looks at Mal and asks Evie? I don't know. Asks probably Evie. Evie and Uma. Evie and Uma and says, so is she, talking about Mal, definitely taken, but like in his accent, it was really cute. And then I think, I think, um, Doug was the one to answer and he was like, yes. And so is Evie. Yeah. And then he like, like tries to go in for a kiss with Uma and like, she's like, yeah, she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Which was like, it was completely hilarious. The fact that she like, he's like going in for it and like, takes all of the like I have so much respect for her in that moment because I'd be like okay and then he like goes for Audrey and I'm just like this is where we're landing here yeah no it's not ideal I don't know um so I'm looking at her at Diane Doan um her IMDb first of all she was born in 1990 
So she's two years older than me, so she'd be 29. I mean, she's in this movie with these children. Um, So she's on Good Trouble, I guess. I don't remember her being in Good Trouble, and that's something that I watched, but maybe I just didn't recognize her. Is this Lonnie? Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then she's also in a, a a show called warrior which i i don't really know what that is it seems like um it seems as though it is yeah so set during the tong wars in the late 1800s a martial arts prodigy originating from china to san francisco ends up becoming a hatchet man for the most powerful tong in chinatown um i'm good with that i don't know i don't that seems like a lot of war i don't need that so she's um, working, I guess. Yeah, so she's working. Maybe she's also busy. maybe a bit too old to be in this franchise anymore. Yeah, probably, probably aged out. Yeah, but I she was so good. How old is Boo Boo Stewart? Mm. One thing I need to say, I was so I was at the Backstreet Boys concert in LA last night. Also, uh, Boo Boo Stewart born in nineteen ninety four. Um, I was at this concert and. It was very strange because they were talking a lot. It was also a very premium experience for me. I was in a VIP suite. It was incredible. Um, And they kept talking. One of the things that they did was they were sort of like, how old were you when we got the band together? Mm. Um, One of them was 21 and one of them was 12. What? It was, I was shook. I was like, in what world does a 21-year-old want to start a band with someone who is 12? I don't that know their names, but it was so like... so crazy. Nick Carter was 12, and Chris was 21. Yeah, I think it's Chris, something Fitzpatrick or something like that. Oh, no, that's a different one. Sorry. I'm, I don't... I just, I just don't recognize them. That's... He was in NSYNC. I'm thinking of somebody oh, else. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't remember their names. I remember Nick Carter, obviously. No, but, I, saw, um... I saw them last night. Also, that, that going to that concert was a true illustration of just how few Backstreet Boys songs I knew. Um, Were you an NSYNC person? I don't know. I think I was just a baby. But, like, they kept saying that they... Oh, my God, you were too they... young for Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. I... That makes me so sad. No, but I did. I know, I know like, the good ones, you know? Like, I know... Well, so I know the, the, hits, the hits. I know all of Celine Dion's hits, too. That doesn't mean I was a Celine Dion well, person. Right. I think his name was Kevin. God, that's so crazy. Like, that um, is, like... But, yeah, he was 21 and Nick Carter was 12. I don't know how I feel about that. No, it was it was a very strange concert. At one point, they like did their quick change like behind, like behind shades each on other stage. <laughs> no, they like and they had microphones and they were like talking while they did their quick. It was very very weird. Interesting, because like yeah, that yeah, that's different. But it was you know it was a great experience for me. It was it was really great like going to a concert and not being treated like cattle. Yeah, that must be nice. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Okay, so there was also, we had the um, the sort of tribute to Cameron Boyce. Yes. Um, where they showed a lot of different clips of him, and it was really precious, and it's sort of, the movie's dedicated to him, obviously. Um, 
even though he wasn't in it that much. Like, I would have loved to see more from him. And there was a precious clip where he was in a scene with Michelle Obama from probably Jesse, I think. And he, like, made Michelle Obama break, uh, like, laughing. And it was, and he was like, oh my god, I, like, I made Michelle Obama laugh. And it was was so cute. So cute. And I was like, wow. Um, Why is it Michelle Obama It was the reference to, like, the national treasure. She's like, obviously, (laughs) there's not a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. And he's like, so you say. It was so cute. And also, so I need to say so how much, sad. but like, also, can we talk about how much Debbie Ryan reminds me of Selena Gomez? Like, her acting. They have sort of similar faces, too. And they similar have... voice, like, their voices, like that. Um, so, in that show that Cameron Boyd, because it came on right after. I think I they're was... both just like from Texas. Yeah, I, like that accent, their accent is, in, and like. I don't know. When I was, whatever show came on that Cameron Boyce was in, it came on after. Um, She's from I, Alabama. Just kidding. Um, it came on after I was watching Descendants three on cable, and I was like, "Oh my god, she sounds and and like she literally is Selena Gomez, except younger and different hair color and not Hispanic." Um, it was. I don't know. I feel like they just look similar. Like if her hair was like really dark brown. It reminded me the show. Whatever her like character is is so similar to Selena's character in Wizards of Waverly Place. Like her like Alex attitude Russo. and yeah, Alex. Uh, her like attitudes that- and stuff like that were so similar. I think Debbie Ryan kind of looks like Elena from that season of Big Brother. Hmm. I kind of see that. Anyway, it's just like a combination of her and Selena Gomez. Anyway, no one cares. Um, okay, so <laughs> what's your favorite yeah, song so from the movie? I um, really like didn't love any of them. I think the first one was probably my favorite. Okay, so there was Good to Be Bad with uh, the Yeah, I think that one was probably my favorite or the last one, but I didn't love any of them. I let, so the break so okay so to run through them real quick there was good to be bad queen of mean with audrey uh hades and mal saying do what you gotta do night falls with everybody was the uh sword fight thing one kiss was evie's song and once my once upon a time was mal's like broadway ballad thing on i don't her love own. a ballad and i do but um and then Break This Down was the entire cast at the end. I really liked Break This Down. I think it, like, the third time around, I was, like, really into it. Okay, maybe I'll, like, get more into it, but I didn't have anything that I immediately connected to so viscerally as What's My Name in Descendants 2. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's random. That, movie, that song is so good. Who's your character to keep an eye on? So, I think my character to keep an eye on, can I go with Michelle Obama or No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and I feel like I shouldn't go with Harry Hook again. Um, I don't know. I'm really, I, I kind of just want to go with, like, Mal. I don't know. I just have, I need to give love to Dove Cameron, so. All right. Go I'm going to go with Celia because I thought she was super interesting. I liked her character. I think she's a good, whoever she is, actress-wise, I think she did a great job. Mm-hmm. So, I liked her. Yeah. Good addition. Um, I also actually, I will say, I much more enjoyed with, like, I enjoyed um, Prince Charming's, like, lines and stuff. I thought the writing for him was better. 
than it was in the last uh, I, one. I thought he was actually funny. Uh, I totally was out on him. That's okay. weird. I like yeah, That's fine. I one eighty for sure on him. I was I didn't like him in the second one, but I liked him more in this third one. Okay. I can see that. What's your rating? I, but I also I also really liked that we didn't have any like weird sports breaks. Like yes. there weren't any Quidditch yeah. scenes. Um, and and that's what I, that's not what I come to Descendants for. I like that the plot was the plot. Like we, like they stuck to what was going on in the plot pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, there weren't a ton of sort of sideways areas. And I do, another thing that I like is they, they did a sequel to a movie where there wasn't really any issue with the romantic storyline that was set up in the one before like none of these couples were really like struggling no yeah i like that too yeah no i really like that usually for a movie like this there's sort of like the big romance arc in the beginning and then you need to have like another romance arc where there's more problems in that i don't think they had time which they did in the second one but in this third yeah. one, it was like, no, 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 we're not messing with that. I just don't think they had the time in this one, Even to be completely honest. I would have loved for her to have an affair with Harry Hook. I don't think Disney would do that, but... No. But you know that's going to happen in, like, five years. She's going to get bored of Ben, and Harry Hook's going to be right there, waiting. Yeah, ready. Of course. You're always ready. <laughs> yeah, always. Stay ready, never got to get ready, you know? Yeah. He's on um, it. My rating, I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay, that's what I gave it. Cool. So, I, I like that we're on the same four. page. I was I was ready to give this movie a five. I know. I was and so disappointed. it didn't get there for me. I was a little, I was, I think my standards were just like too high. I think I maybe if I watched it again, if I watched it again, maybe I would like it more. I did love Cheyenne Jackson. I thought he did like a great job. So good. So good. Um, Another character addition I really enjoyed. I yeah. loved at the end when he's talking to Ben and Ben's like. I would have loved dad and he's like no absolutely yeah and not. then he ben like touches his back and he's like again absolutely not yeah um, i would have like, loved like a cameo by christian chenoweth or something similar but it's fine I'll, I'll take what we got she's still a lizard remember yeah but i feel like they could have made her like not a lizard for yeah, you know, she's a in like design. a reptile aquarium somewhere probably in that museum it honestly audrey should have set her loose oh my god that'd be so funny Oh, She's just okay. out running around being a gecko. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. She's oh trying to God. sell people car insurance. <laughs> but it's like fraud. It's like car insurance. She's selling like it, she's selling like car warranties or something. Yeah. Like I I do I did really appreciate like the ending. I felt like everything was very well wrapped up. Like I feel good. I don't have any sort of lingering questions. I don't think that are going to like at me forever mm-hmm. i'm just like in general sad that like we're not gonna get any more descendants like it's yeah. just it's sad because there's so many like different things you could do with a franchise like this you know i know like, and it's so endless it seems like they sort of set it up so that they could do more with yeah, I'm sure. like the younger kids but now i really don't think they can no, I, I think it's it's pretty much done. And I'm excited to see where Dove Cameron goes from here. I'm excited oh to see where Thomas Doherty goes from here. Um, I wish I could say the same about Boo Boo Stewart, but <laughs> I'm sure he'll be great. I wish I'm I could sure say he'll... the same about Mitchell Hope. <laughs> 
I think he, you know, I think Boo Stewart has more on the horizon probably than Mitchell Hope. Um, I think Mitchell Hope is going to be a child. Like, I think he's going to probably, like, go to well, college and then have, like, a normal job. Yeah. I don't they, think he's going to act forever. They did say in that long GMA interview that I watched, um, they said that he that Mitchell Hope's agent convinced him to do one more audition and he was going to quit acting and like go and get a regular job and go to school and things like that and he was he just wanted to he, his agent convinced him to do one we were more so audition so fucking close and that audition <laughs> was Descendants we were so close i know we were so close oh, who, if you could recast ben as anyone who would you recast him as? Like, what actor am yeah. I re... Okay, um... Hmm. I don't know. I like That's a hard some- question. I was gonna say, I'm like, I feel I don't. like you have someone that <laughs> you, like, know. know, but... You know, like a, like a young Chase Crawford. Like, that's what I would want. Oh my god, but- yes, 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 yes. But, like, kind of the same thing. Like, Chase Crawford, Nate Archibald was always kind of, like, the dumb one until he, like, totally turned around and was, like, a business owner. But, like, he was kind of, like, the lacrosse dum-dum, you know? And, like killed a lot of brain cells yeah yeah i i don't know yeah i but like yeah young chase crawford would be fantastic yeah um because i don't think i don't think mitchell hope is hot enough to be as dumb as his character is like he's not he's the (laughs) least attractive of all of them to be completely honest yeah i don't know maybe i'd have to really think about that he's just so gangly he like does he is, like, so, like, just standard, like, if I had to say a white American boy, that is who I, that, this is the picture. Like, he's just, yeah. like, boring. He's very plain. Well, yeah, and there's nothing about him that's really like Belle or, like, the Beast. It or, seems like, just super kind of charismatic. And, like, he's not, like, a super, like, he doesn't, like, jump off the screen. He's just kind of, like, meh. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's sort of what he was supposed to be. I don't know. Um, Okay. Do we have anything else to say? No, I feel like we've said so much, but like we really have said so much more. Um, So my oh 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 oh, oh, sorry, I had a question, Um, and maybe this is something that you can look at while I do the plugs. Okay. My question is: Does this series overall rank higher for us than High School Musical as a series overall? Okay, quick quick math that you could do Hold if you on, have the sheet. Just a sec. Then High School Musical. <laughs> then the High School Musical trio. Okay, hold on. Okay, so to find us, tbtamp.com, like we already said, also rate and review on the podcast app. It's really easy. It really helps us out. I didn't go check to see if we got any new reviews. We probably didn't. Um, and then follow us on Instagram. Olivia is at live, L-I-V dot blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. I am at Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. And then the podcast is at TBT Podcast. Did I do that too quickly? Do you still um, need more time? Okay, so our overall rating for, so our average rating for the Descendants is 4.16. Remember that. Okay, 4.16. So. 4.16. And then, yeah, I just, I just want to see sort of overall, I think it's probably going to be High School Musical, because I think we gave that one, like, more 4.5s. But, um, I think, I don't know, we'll see. I think oh, you might have given High School Musical a five. And I don't um, think either of us gave any of these movies a five. It's going to be really 
4.08 average for uh, High School Whoa. Musical. So, like, Whoa. so close. Oh, my God. Okay, but yeah, Descendants, so Descendants is, like, 0.08 higher. <laughs> it rates higher for us. Yeah, very close, though. High School Musical. Wow, I'm so glad that we did that. I told you to do that. Yeah. That w- yeah. That w- <laughs> did you like, hear me start to say I'm so glad that we did that? Then I was like, no, no, no. I didn't I'm do so anything. I'm so glad I made you do that. Uh, yeah, no, it was, like, very near. Because I'm like, wow, these... Ne- like the numbers are very like close they're yeah, very close i would have bet that we would have ranked high school musical higher i did i think overall but like you didn't have as high like it was like three po- so high school musical three was like 3.75 which is like pretty low for wow that's crazy because i remember really liking that one <laughs> the third one yeah i mean you gave it a four, I gave it a 3.5, okay. and then... Yeah, yeah. I think I literally ranked it, like, I bumped it up a full half point for the I Want It All dance sequence. Yeah, and High School Musical 2, we both gave it a four, so that was the same. And then High School Musical 1, you gave it a four, I gave it a five. So, like, okay. yeah, so... Wow, that's so interesting. So, yeah, we think Descendants is better than High School Musical and fight us, honestly. Don't but honestly, the Princess Diaries, the average of two, the so Princess Diaries one and two were both four point two five, so it would win over the two of them. Wow, the Princess Diaries franchise is better rated by honestly, us. it is. <laughs> then the then Descendants, I, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I think I could it watch, is. I it's could better. watch the Princess Diaries like all the time. Like Chris it's one of those Pine, movies that kidding? like what Chris Pine and Hathaway. Uh, Chris Pine's fine, but Julie like, Andrews. Julie Andrews, yeah. Julie Andrews is the ch- game changer here. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I could. Okay. It's one of those f- movies that I could watch pretty much anytime, not complain. This is a long one, folks. Olivia, That's all right. I love you, but we don't have much time. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I so love next you. I love week, this energy, but we don't have much time. <laughs> next week, we are doing something a little different, but I'm very oh, excited about it. Okay. Um, so, we're going to watch the first two episodes of a TBT. Uh, TV series, The TBT TV. Yeah, TBT TV. And we're watching episode one and two of, of the first season of The Office. And I'm so excited. I fully forgot that we were doing this. And then don't, do I get to have you watch the first episode of a show? I mean, I guess. Okay. I think I, I think show. I was going, okay, I think I was going to do The Lodge, but I was trying to find the first episode and I literally could not find it anywhere. So we will see. I need to like figure out what I want you to watch that you haven't watched. Okay. We'll yeah. see. Um, I also, I feel like at some point we should do like the last episode of Gossip Girl. If we did the first episode, we should do oh, the last yeah. one. I wouldn't mind that. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I love um, the I love the Gossip Girl finale. I love everything. I love a bow. I love a good bow. No, that is something that I know about you. You like everything wrapped up in a bow. And Descendants I Three, I felt like really did a good job of wrapping everything up in a bow. Yeah, I, I, I yes, exactly. I need everything. I need my mind at peace when I go to bed. Wow. You know, my mind's never at peace when I go to bed. Anyway, okay. I can see that for you. <laughs> And I have I have dreamless sleep frequently. So yeah. <laughs> I think I pretty much had a dreamless sleep last night. Anyway, okay, we have to go. All right. Bye. Bye. See you next week.